When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Deck maintenance isn't fun. Move the furniture and barbecue, sand and prep, paint, seal, or get a low-maintenance Trex deck. The only colour fade you'll have to deal with is watching the sunset. Trex, the world's number one decking brand. Want access to the best in construction industry training? Call Master Builders Victoria today. Brick Lane Brewing, where lovers and makers of great beers come together. Join the community today. Dwayne's World with Dwayne Russell. Welcome back to the show. Julian DeStoop sitting in for Dwayne Russell. Well, the 2002 National Draft was uh, going to be very exciting for the Carlton Footy Club. They're going to have the first two picks. So Carlton fans were picturing yeah, Brendan Goddard, lifelong uh, Carlton fan, Daniel Wells in the Carlton jumper. Then they were hit with big salary cap breaches. They lost those picks. Goddard, as we know, goes to St Kilda. Wells goes to North Melbourne. So they had to find some late gems that year, the Blues, and they did. Pick 45. None other than Cade Simpson. Then at pick 72, the third last selection or live selection of that draft, they snared Brad Fisher, who went on to be a wonderful forward for the Blues. And he's joined us this afternoon to reminisce. G'day, Brad. Yeah, thanks for having me on. Pleasure. Before we get into going back now, we know uh, you're doing some building work now. You've got your business uh, with one of your other former teammates in Greg Bentley. And uh, I believe you might be working on one Andrew Mars house. Is this true? No, we've stopped. We've stopped all work because we're still waiting on some invoices to be paid. So um, we've uh, we've down tools and I've pulled the boys off site. And uh, no, nah, they're uh, they're great. Yeah, Andy and and his wife Emma. Lucky uh, Andy's got Emma there because yeah, he has absolutely no idea. But uh, no, nah, they're good for good to work for. They've got a great little place down here in uh, in Sorrento, and um, yeah, enjoying uh, doing something a bit different. Do you get a word in when you talk to him about the build, or does he just talk about Carlton and himself? <laughs> no, he's, he's pretty good. He's pretty good. He does like to uh, go into a few stories about his ninety-nine goals and wants to kick that day. And, and, that, and that's, I just wander off when he when he gets on a tangent. But uh, no, he's a ripper. No, he, uh, we've heard that ninety-nine goal story far too many times uh, in here. What are your memories of uh, draft time, Brad? Because it, it was an extraordinary time for the Carlton Footy Club, and then you picked up late. What are your memories of draft day, and then and then what you walked into at Carlton? Yeah, memory's pretty foggy now, um, 20 years on, so yeah, making me feel pretty old. But yeah, I remember I went around to a, a teammate's house from uh, Eastern Rangers and it, it, a guy named Stevie Donnell. It was before it was uh, televised and it was only on, t- on the internet and I didn't even have the internet. So we went around there, a few teammates, and uh, I'd never spoken to Carlton and they were the last team. I think I had three picks to go. And um, and uh, yeah, we, we played the year before with Michael Frito. He went on to play nearly 300 games for the Kangaroos, but he, he didn't get picked up. And I sat there and said, All right, Carlton have just won the wooden spoon. I reckon they need a ready-made player. And then they called my name out. So the boys called me ready-made for the next um, <laughs> next few years. But at 72 kilos and 190 centimetres, I certainly wasn't ready-made. Uh, yeah, needed a bit of time in the gym. But yeah, it was just so exciting. I yeah, probably thought I was more of a, a rookie list chance. I had a couple of dodgy knees that sort of um, stuck around with me throughout my career, but I was I was hopeful. But uh, yeah, I couldn't believe my luck when um, yeah it was just up the road in, in Carlton, and I was going to be playing with Cade Simpson, who was a junior teammate as well. I was um, yeah, couldn't believe it. Did you, I mean you're only a, a teenager at the time, but did, did you have a sense you were walking into a club that 
was in a bit of turmoil. A new coach with Dennis Pagan, and then his prize picks are gone. Did it did it feel like that, or was it just the excitement of of getting into a footy club? You didn't even you weren't sort of even aware of what was going on around you. Yeah, I probably get told I still lack a little bit of awareness of what's happening. <laughs> and to be honest, I had no idea. I knew we'd missed out on um, you know Goddard and Wells, and um, which was probably good for me and, and not good for uh, anyone else because it, it gave me a chance. But yeah, as a young fella, it wasn't until probably, um, you know, you sort of hear a few things about what's going on, but you're not too stressed. You're worried about trying to put on a bit of size and whether you're going to be lucky enough to play a game. And it, it probably wasn't until years later when, when I heard Dennis Pagan on open mic and a few um, speaking of board members, and they, they said, you know, they nearly handed the keys back at the current footy club. And, um, and yeah, he didn't know what he was walking into. But, yeah, young and naive, I was just that excited to be on a list. And, yeah, I didn't know what was going on and up around me. And, um, yeah, looking back, I think it was a pretty... Um, yeah, pretty interesting time to be at the club. Well, and I guess if you're a Carlton player, the the game that the whole club looks forward to is against Collingwood, and that's who you made your debut against in round two, two thousand and three. That's a it's a fairly decent game to make your debut in. Yeah, it was it was pretty exciting. It was um, back in the day where you'd sit on the bench for the <laughs> you know three quarters, and I didn't get on. And I remember Brett Ratton, who later coached me and and uh, and sacked me as well. He uh, he was the <laughs> captain at the time, and he just said. Uh, he just said, "You look like a, you know you haven't been under. You look like a deer in the headlights at halftime." He said, "We're just playing a game of footy. That's all we're doing. Um, there's a few more people watching, but you've played plenty of games of footy, and that yeah had a, had a real calming influ- uh, impact on me. And um, yeah, to run out and yeah managed to get on the ground in the last quarter and get a few kicks. And uh, yeah, I was just that excited. I, I, I was absolutely loving it. Now you're about six foot three, as you said. You weren't overly huge in terms of your frame, but you're a fantastic mark over your head. And I guess you, you're a long time a bit of a foil for Brendan Favola. So you would have had a great seat in some of those matches in that time where it was the Fev show. I remember a couple of games against Collingwood, he kicked eight. There was a game against Essendon when he came from the clouds and he kicked eight goals as well. What was it What was it like playing at, at, at next to Fev, I guess, in the good times and the bad times? Yeah, it was, um, oh, it was an um, unbelievable experience here in the, you know, the Carlton fans when Fev was up and going. I was, I think he used the word foil. I think I was more of a decoy. I'd sort of lead up and <laughs> try and drag someone with me and then turn around and watch him and um, go to work. But yeah, he, he was just, just unbelievably talented and, and drew the drew the footy to him so well. And he loved the big moments. And um, yeah, you sort of sit back and, and pinch yourself that you, you got to um, be out on the ground and, and watch him at his absolute best. I think I yeah, probably played in about all of the games where he kicked big bags of goals and yeah, it was, a, it was uh, pretty exciting. How do you look back on that time at Carlton? I mean, you had a couple of years where you, you win pre-season premierships and there was all this hope and then the season didn't turn out right. You had a turnover of coaches. You had some good times. You know, Chris Jodd comes along and the team gets back in the finals. It was a it was a real roller coaster of a time, wasn't it? Yeah, it was. Um, and I think I sort of, yeah, I probably don't look back and think about it too much, but yeah, when you sort of reflect every now and then, um, yeah, it was just such an, an up and down time. But when you're when you're sort of a half forward flanker who's in and out of the side, and that you you're sort of not as you sort of go into survival mode a little bit, and you're not as um, you know sort of captured in, in everything else that's going on as far as you know the, the ups and downs of the footy club. You're just trying to hang on and looking over your shoulder and trying to get a game week to week. And I don't know if that was good for me or bad for me, but um, yeah, we played through some pretty um, pretty ordinary losses. I think we lost three or four games I played in by over 100 points. So there was some some dark times, but I. You know, I was just a young fella hanging out with my mates all day and getting fit and strong and playing in, you know, in front of big crowds. And um, yeah, I was yeah, probably yeah, just really enjoying it. What was it like being a young player under Dennis Pagan? Notoriously tough, straight down the line. How did you how did you find him coming into a footy club as a teenager? Oh, I was I was unbelievably intimidated by him. <laughs> um, he used to not he used to think 
call you a rock star if you had sunglasses on. So Kay Timpson and I would take our sunglasses off about 20 minutes before we got to Royal Parade for training in case he was coming the other way in the car. We were that intimidated by him. But um, I love playing under him because I just always knew where – you always sort of knew where you, where you stood with you. Um, you know, if he said something, you knew it was going to happen. And, um, and, yeah, as a young player, and we were struggling. And he backed me in, and if I had a quiet game, he'd call me into his office, and he'd just simply say, you know, we pick you because you can play, and um, you know, you might not have played as well as you wanted to on the weekend, but we're going to back you in, and you'd walk out feeling ten feet tall. So, um, yeah, I know some players tend to have had a different experience, um, especially Carlton when times are a bit tough. But yeah, yeah, Dennis was was great for me. I sort of, I think I thrived a little bit more when I was intimidated by my coach, and um, yeah, wanted to make sure I was always sort of presenting in, in the right manner. So. Uh, and it was a privilege. He'd just come off a couple of premierships and, you know, he was a legend and, and I saw it that way and, yeah, I loved playing under him. Speaking of Brad Fisher, picked 72 in the 2002 National Draft, went on to play 99 games, kicked 127 goals for the Blues. You mentioned a bit earlier in the chat uh, the dodgy knees and you had two reconstructions, one in 04, one at the start of 2010, one was traditional, one was Lars, a heap of other injuries in there as well, shoulders, dislocated elbows, broken thumbs. How's the body these days? Uh, no, the bodies are off. Got it. That, that right knee sort of haunted me now for, well, it must be 20 years, I suppose. Um, and I heard it again. I was silly enough to try and go barefoot and over summer up the river and, and heard it again. So apart from that, uh, the body feels good. Um, yeah, sort of, I, I was sort of always lucky. I, I healed quickly and, and healed pretty well. And as soon as I was, as soon as I was out there, I, uh, yeah, didn't really think about the injuries um, too much. And, and I played a fair bit of local footy and some state footy once I finished and I never really got injured again. So I uh, got all my bad luck when I was, uh, when I was at the Blues and, yeah, unfortunately, I wasn't probably good enough um, you know, to, to bounce straight back. And, um, yeah, it sort of always made it a little bit difficult when you're missing pre-seasons and, you, you, you know, you're trying to put your best foot forward and you've got all these injuries. But, um, yeah, that's just the, the cards I was dealt. So 99 games. I mean, the lousy buggers could have given you one more, couldn't they? One more. <laughs> one more would have been, it would have given me a little bit of closure. I think I've, I got in, I had that knee and I got in for one game um, and we played Collingwood in 2010 and that was the year they won the flag and they beat us by about... 70 points, and I was a def- defensive forward on Nick Maxwell, and uh, Lamumba came to me as well, so I didn't get many kicks, and, and I found myself out of the side, and I uh, kicked a big bag of goals the next week in the VFL, and then the team of, I think, about 28, the squad of 28 for the next game was read out, and my name wasn't in there, and I thought, I'm in big trouble here, um, with a few weeks to go, and, and I knew that, and I was there yeah, just desperately trying to get one more game, but... Uh, for whatever reason, they uh, yeah didn't see me as the, the right man to do the job. Was it going to come back to bite the Blues, Brad? Is there some talented young, young fishers coming through? Yeah, he's a good size, a young fella, and he's um, he's already a better kick than I was, and he's obsessed in footy and, and all sports. So, uh, yeah, I hope not. Um, I, hope, I hope it doesn't come back to Hornham. I remember thinking at the time, just give me one more because I've, I've got a tall wife, and she's, she was a pretty good athlete. So just um, yeah, give yourselves a chance for 18 years' time, but uh, 20 years' time, whatever it was. But, um, yeah, anyway, we'll, uh, yeah, just, as long as he enjoys his footy, we'll see if it comes back to Hornham or not. How, how old's the young fella? He's only he's three and a half. But, um, <laughs> he's a good size. He's a good size. He sleeps with his footy boots on some nights. That's how keen he is. But um, yeah, well, uh, yeah, does he loves any, anything? Any ball sport is just mad for. It was an interesting journey post footy, as you mentioned. You played some footy with the Bull Ants. You went over and played in the SANFL uh, with West Adelaide. You've you spent some time uh, with the Carlton AFL uh, W team as well, but also with the Players Association. You were a rep when you were playing for the Blues. How did you find your your time at the association, what was sort of the, some of the highlights working with the Players Association? 
Yeah, look, it was, a, it was a really good role. It was sort of, um, it was head of alumni, so all, all things past players. So as players are retired, delisted, and, and transitioning out of the game, um, they'd sort of come into the program. And, and then it was a lot of um, sort of case management of former players who might have fallen on harder times. And um, and I really enjoyed it. I spent seven years there. Um, yeah, it really was a good job. The highlights would have been yeah, probably, you know, um, we I think we got $24 million in funding across the CBA for former players for their sort of health and wellbeing and, and a heap of different programs. So, um, yeah, that, that was pretty rewarding. Pretty rewarding. Um, they talk about the seven years. So I lasted about, yeah, seven years. And, um, yeah, it was just sort of keen for something else. And I jumped over and spent eight months uh, at the Cricketers Association and, then, yeah, we moved down the peninsula and I decided I wanted to hang around down here. So, yeah, rang up my old mate, Greg Bentley, who uh, you mentioned before, played for Port Adelaide and Carlton and is a builder down here. And I've jumped in with him and, um, yeah, enjoying the lifestyle. Beautiful. Give the business a plug. Yeah, it's Bentley Fisher Build. Um, yeah, so we do sort of uh, renovations, extensions, new builds, everything on the peninsula. We're a bit a bit snobby now. We don't go too far. But, uh, yeah, we've got sort of plenty on and uh, we do a pretty good job. So if anyone's looking for anything, yeah, please reach out. Uh, beautiful. Hey, Brad, been uh, great to reminisce today. I hope it all goes well with uh, Andy's build. I hope he doesn't annoy you too much. But uh, it was a great journey at the Blues uh, for you. And thanks so much for taking some time out this afternoon. No, I appreciate your time. Thanks a lot. Want to witness the world's biggest football game? Head to iCanWin.com.au, predict Australia's score with a crystal ball, and it could be you and a friend at the FIFA World Cup Qatar 2022 semi finals, all thanks to McDonald's. Maccas, together and loving it. TNCs apply.